So, how do pastors help people with yeah. mental health issues when yeah. they have mental health issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't think uh, having a mental health issue as a pastor precludes you from helping others with mental health issues. I think, in fact, um, that might even provide a good um, kind of way of empathizing and building up that understanding or compassion, um, especially as fellow strugglers. So I, I don't think mental health issues um, are not things or things that pastors should not struggle with because they're people. And so um, as people uh, helping people, I think, again, pastors can still, with mental health issues, be able to um, you know, counsel uh, church members and others. Yeah. And for a lot of currently serving pastors, mm -hmm. you know, mental health counseling and training was not a part of no. their seminary education, right, was right. not a part of their right. high school, college education. Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of them feel really overwhelmed. Yeah. What would be your encouragement yeah. of like, what, yeah, what, how do they yeah. move forward when they right. have not had any training at all? Right. I think, um, first of all, I want to say that if they're overwhelmed, they should be overwhelmed <laughs> because uh, you're um, really getting to such uh, deep struggles and vulnerable things that a lot of church members will bring to their awareness. And so if they are feeling overwhelmed, they should be because what they're experiencing is the overwhelm of their parishioner, right? It's, it's you know, they're, they're really sharing in that kind of overwhelm and experience. Um, that's not to say then that if they're overwhelmed, then they should, uh, you know, be able to then counsel them and in their overwhelm, they should just kind of, you know, kind of like push through. So what I'm saying by that is, first of all, being able to acknowledge that with their parishioner and then be able to um, love them in the midst by sharing how uh, their issues are very important and that they can have, they do have compassion um, about them. Um, secondly, I think that with, in the midst of that kind of a, let's say a conversation, I'm imagining when a parishioner comes and you know, um, they're, they're coming to their pastor, that the pastor can also in humility be able to share uh, their uh, lack of understanding or training to be able to help them. But be, in terms of the maybe let's say specific counseling issue that may be, um, um, uh, that they may deeply struggle with. Uh, and while they share uh, the humility of their uh, lack of maybe training in that area, they can also share, however, that they do have training or understanding of the depth of the Word of God that can really minister to their heart in a powerful way if the um, parishioner is open to that, right? So be, being able to build that kind of agreement together and acknowledgement of you know, what um, the kind of um, counseling or uh, ministry could look like uh, will be really helpful for the parishioner. Um, so having said that, uh, it doesn't mean then that the, um, oftentimes when parishioners come, while they will deeply, while, the, while they deeply need the ministry of the gospel, oftentimes that they may not be coming in for that. 
right? They may be coming in for, I want relief from this suffering, right? Can you help me find some relief? I'm really struggling with an addiction or anxiety um, or depression. And so they're coming in for relief. So um, being able to understand that the gospel kind of word of God um, will really address the deep issues of their heart that might be behind the depression or anxiety is something that the parishioner can understand or the church member may need to understand. At, and then um, from that, they may have to also acknowledge if they really, really want also you know, relief of the suffering, that um, they should talk about that too. And that in that kind of um, uh, instance or in that part of the journey, a pastor being able to suggest and refer them to uh, someone who could help them with their uh, particular suffering and need for relief uh, can be something that they could talk about. Yeah. And, and that rep, that referring right yeah. to therapy or counseling mm -hmm. or psychiatrist, right, right. Um, I mean, that stigma has definitely shifted. It right? it has like so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. what do you see as kind of the way that that stigma maybe has still evolved, or what is what is kind of your hope for, mm. especially the Asian American church's relationship with professional mm. mental health? Yeah, yeah. That's a complicated one. Um, I think the Asian American church, because um, uh, there are so many different kinds of levels of needs or understanding, it, people are coming from so many perspectives, that maybe a first step in the, let's say, in the Asian American church might be how do you really start to um, raise awareness for the need of heart change in the midst of um, issues, right? So maybe, you know, raising awareness in the church as, you know, I, as I mentioned about church-wide kind of, um, you know, training or development, that might help then uh, church members to consider when they go out for counseling that while they may get, let's say, um, their suffering might reduce in some way, that the, the, it, it may not necessarily target their relationship with Jesus. And how is, important, how is it important for the church to help the you know, church member to um, uh, be aware that that may be more important in light of eternity, <laughs> maybe not in light of the current kind of you know, instant, but definitely in light of eternity, how important that um, direction is. I don't know. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. I, no, I yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a conjunction. With, right, right. right. Like, How do you really partner? That's yeah. why I think it's important that while you send them out and they really get relief because they're, because God's common grace is, is it, it's there. It exists. Yeah. And his, by his common grace, he's enabled folks to be able to address unbelievers to be able to address these kinds of issues and find a lot of relief, right? And while we in the church understand relief is not may not be the core kind of you know um, target, but again, really a relationship with Jesus is um, important. The Bible doesn't also um, you know the Bible doesn't ignore the importance of suffering relief, relief from suffering. So it is that kind of constant um, relationship and. 
um, uh, you know, awareness of how to talk about things as yeah. parishioners go out and then come back in. And then taking that second part, right? Like, what is the, ch how does the church, especially Asian American church, yeah. right? What are some of the ways that you've seen Asian American churches provide that, like, deeper mm -hmm. application of the gospel into people's mental health, whether it be depression or anxiety yeah. or trauma? Yeah, or I'm not sure if that's there. I guess that's why I'm hoping that more churches will start to really provide, let's say, um, seminars, or even pastors may talk about it in their sermons. Um, uh, will that part of the counseling ministry really, you know, be developed a lot more so that it is not like, Oh, maybe once in a while this happens, but it's a constant kind of ministry that is built and developed to lay that foundation. And so. then what would you say, I think because pastors a lot of times will take that burden onto themselves. Right. Which is not helpful. Not helpful. Right? right. What does it look like in your, or even just as a template, what does it look like to try to build that culture yeah. in your church? Yeah. <laughs> that is like the hardest um, piece. I do agree that pastors can't take it on themselves to um, bear the whole burden of that culture change, but it does have to come from the top, right? So being able to understand the kind of authority or position that they have to um, invigorate, to incite, to um, share their passion about the importance of maybe in the ways that are that they have available or the time that's available like in a sermon. Um, how do they start to uh, use that voice that they have um, and be able to talk about and it? And kind of even going back to where we yeah. started, um, I know as a former preaching pastor myself, right? right? Right. There's always this conundrum of am I sharing things that I've processed or mm. am I sharing things that I'm processing? And yeah. with things like mental health, it's right. really hard to it draw is. that. Like physical health, it's easy. It's like, right, oh, right. my leg, I can um, walk again, right? right? Like, but mental health, how would you say is helpful maybe for, right. especially preaching pastors, right. to evaluate when, when is a good discernment for me to share these things publicly? When mm -hmm. I haven't maybe, because with mental health, sometimes we don't feel like we've ever fully healed. Right, right? yeah, because it's such that? a journey yeah. and it might be a lifelong journey right. because we're think if we think about it in the context of sanctification um it is yeah a lifelong yeah. journey so how do, how, how how yeah. are ways and I, you may not know but how are potential yeah. ways that a pastor could mm -hmm. try to make that discernment yeah i i think that idea of discernment about whether they're in process or have processed um is a good question to ask. At the same time, I think more than am I processing or it or have processed, maybe how how are my sermons or how is my um, uh, message affected by either processed, it, it, you know, the issue being processed or have. Are still processing. Like you don't have to make a real big distinction about it, mm -hmm. but I think it, what's important is um, being aware that it could still impact your message. Mm -hmm. Like let's say, for example, one doesn't know that they've processed it, but think that they have, right? 
and then they feel really um, like, hey, that was you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm 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 struggling less, and then you know, might the pastor start to um, say, I did it, so you can do it, and the journey might look different. Um, so will they be thoughtful about um, you know uh, the angle at which they're going to come while they're preaching uh, about you know their struggles or having struggled? I don't. That's a hard question, actually. Uh, yeah, no. I, I think that's that's something um, to think about a little bit more. Yeah, right? it's physical healing again. It's, it's obvious, yeah, it is right. 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 Um, well, then I think in terms of leaderships beyond preaching pastors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We are now more aware of a lot of these warning signs of right. mental health illness yeah. that in the past we would have just yeah. you know, pushed through. Yeah, or put on the back burner. Right, or put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean, the sense of community, right? Mm-hmm. How do you bring those up with your friends, with your church members? Uh-huh. As a pastor? With, or leader. Or as a leader. Okay. Right? Like, hey, how do I talk to you because right. I'm worried about you, right? Without, you know, like it being like attacking. Right. Me, right. Because right. that's what I know for me. It's like, I was like, you don't want to ever go to somebody and be like, hey, I think you're depressed. Right. right? Like, right. And then they're like, no, I'm fine. Right. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So how do you kind of navigate those, uh, that dialogue? Yeah. Right? Among pastors and yeah. leaders. Yeah. Right. So that the culture of counseling ministry and their ability to be humble and open and genuine um, be practiced from yeah the the top Um, that's a really good question I uh, yeah I I I I think I guess conferences like this help to I guess invite pastors and leaders to um, say, hey, uh, slow down and recognize the importance of uh, mental health or counseling issues. Um, uh, I also think that, so one of the kind of challenges is that a lot of the times men, and a lot of pastors are men, <laughs> and um, men do have a little bit, historically have a little bit more of a difficult time connecting with the knowledge that they're struggling. So it may not be just that they're not being vulnerable or denying it, but it may be that they have grown not to really actually be aware of it too. So it is um, an issue to be thoughtful about. I imagine that you know a lot of pastors and leaders hearing a lot of the you know talks about abuse in the church or um, uh, spiritual abuse or counseling needs or the importance of counseling, uh, I imagine that they are, many of them are on board. They're like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. But I also think it might be hard for them to know how um, they themselves connect to that, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a pretty, it is a complicated issue. I, I keep saying it's complicated because yeah. it's actually complex because it's not like a simple answer that, well, here's how a pastor um, should approach another pastor uh, because oftentimes pastors, while they're, you know, they recognize the importance of the counseling ministry, that sometimes they're really actually not aware that they do have that need, even though they're very compassionate about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's helpful to hear that it is complicated. It is complex. Uh, yeah. 
it's easy to think, well, if I just follow these one, two, three steps, right? right? But it yeah. is this process of sanctification, of right? Understanding yourself and understanding. Yeah, God. yeah. Um, I think you know, just in this current climate mm-hmm. where mental health issues are much more prevalent and being mm-hmm. brought to the forefront, mm-hmm. but as well, like in the world sense, mm-hmm. you know, there's this kind of battle between despair, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, and hope. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is some of the things about God and about the gospel yeah. that really give you hope in the midst of yeah. all this, this mental yeah. health issues that are going on? Yeah. For myself personally, I know that um, the Word of God and His uh, and the hope that He gives to us and the promises uh, that He has for me is deeply important. And um, if I were to say that um, what gives me hope is uh, I find hope in and and I guess let me just an aside. Um, I know that I'm imagining you're going to be editing in. Okay. Um, as an aside, I've experienced a lot of um, I guess you can say physical um, struggles in the past couple of years. Not only with the pandemic kind of you know collective trauma, but um, I've gone through cancer just in the last two years. My husband um, he also almost passed away uh, a couple of years ago through, um, you know, after his heart surgery. And so uh, it's really impacted the way that um, I uh, think while, so while I am a, both a biblical counselor and a psychologist in training, uh, you know, in having been trained in those areas, I do think that the greatest hope that I find in terms of all the suffering that we have gone through is the knowledge that um, we will be received because of Christ and because of his sacrifice and because of the power of the resurrection. And so that does give me the deepest hope, um, uh, knowing that that can never be taken away, uh, whether because I'm, you know, Asian, or whether I've done this or that, or not done this or that, uh, that's the, or, or if I was about to die or not about to die. Um, the promise that Jesus indeed has received me um, by his blood is the greatest hope.